0: Once again, Janet Lee, you did it. I just give you credit, and I give you applause. I love your style. I love your technique. It's a natural to you. God bless you. And ladies and gentlemen, here we are again, number 16. And we're still on this subject that comes out of the the great Bible and ties into some beautiful, wonderful things that have to do with uh the Seven thunders Speak Chronicles Before Genesis. There are several things that I want to sort of go over today. Um some of them are uh you know a little bit of a repeat and uh some of them are uh you know just plain good old new stuff, but it's important stuff to the subject. So uh we want to connect it uh, there's some stirred up people on these teachings that we've given here. And uh, I have to say that it uh, is far more to the positive than uh, to the negative of any kind. <clears throat> I've talked on this uh, per, uh, particular uh, subject uh, before, just briefly. But uh, to really get into the, uh, the gist and the longitude and you know, overview of of the whole perspective of this incredible, uh, gigantic insight uh, teaching. Uh, Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. All right. Here we have a verse that is a determination verse. It is a it is a verse that um, that is saying something that is going to affect a whole bunch of other things. So we want to make sure that uh, we have got that down to where there is uh, absolutely no question, no doubt, as uh, to uh, what the the overall meaning, the overall application is, and uh, so that it doesn't get. Uh, you know uh put aside to mean something different than what uh than what it is supposed to mean and we're going to we're going to be talking about um you know a timetable thing um we want to talk about uh the the application uh we want to talk about uh how that uh, when a person looks at something that uh you have uh the full perspective in your hands as to uh you know what the the real application uh of the subject is so you're not just meandering down the road uh, thinking you're going somewhere and and in fact uh you're really going nowhere so when we we look at this particular scripture um we get an understanding uh that has potential and is um, quite, quite uh, different than um, than what uh, people have been taught. And uh, not that, that that is something incredibly new that has never been heard of before, that um, there's things out there different than what has been taught because that sometimes sort of gets to be uh, an expectation, especially in this day in which... Uh, we are uh, living today uh, as far as uh, people come into uh, you know the correct stance of of uh, mental uh, acceptance of what is really really the facts of truth and uh, really not the facts of truth so um, as we um, as we get into this uh, we we need to really see it from from the whole perspective, without failing uh, to to miss any important points. So, let us get ready to really uh, open this subject right here in, in, in Genesis. And uh, in this uh, forensic type of scripture, chapter 1, verse 14, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days, and for years. Now, what we are looking at here is a setting. A setting that is giving a determination as to the relevance of time and the application of time. And it's it's very important because um, you've got people saying, you know, uh, when it talks about the days that the days uh, have to mean a 24 hour period uh because you know it's day 1 day 2 day 3 day 4 and because there is um you know um a morning and an evening and the morning and the evening are applicable to to uh, you know earth kinds of days and um and and in, into all that kind of of an of a span of thinking they say that without realizing that the uh, the first day, uh, described in verse 5, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And yet we know that when we look up the word, uh, you know, uh, in verse 3, and God said, let there be light, that that particular light is a different kind of light than the sunlight and the moonlight. And it actually means aura. And so we are talking a spiritual experience here we are talking an absolutely spiritual experience, and we're talking when it says a morning and a night, we are talking the emphasized point of the division of light and darkness described in, in verse 4 of Genesis, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And we see that same thing in the 14th verse that we read, and let there be lights in the firmament, firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night; let them be for signs, and for seasons, for days, and for years. So now, beyond a question of a shadow of a doubt, we have a symbology that is referring to the spiritual aspect, the aura. And then it's not until uh, it's not until the the uh, a particular time in the 13th verse, where it says, and the evening and the morning were the third day. And it wasn't till after the third day, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. And then it describes these lights in the firmament of the heaven um, to give light upon earth in the 15th verse. And in the 16th verse, and God, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night to rule the night He made the stars also. Now it's very, very clear in the relativeness of those terms that uh, this sun and moon are not even even made until what is called the third day. Pardon me, the fourth day. They don't even come into into this perspective of the, the creativity event until the fourth day. And when we look at that and we refer to that in the second chapter of the book of Genesis and the fourth verse, as it is as it is explaining something very different about these days when it says these are the generations, or we could say ages, but generations is a good word because you have both the idea of of the perspective of of time as generations involving the longevity of of the creation of each particular uh, specific creation, uh, but you also have engendered um, uh, in, in that the definition of ages. So these are the generation ages of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, if we would consider these two different divisions, the spiritual creation and the physical creation, and that the first uh, uh, relative part of this book of Genesis is about the spiritual creation, uh, which in its own sense, even though it's spiritual, the subject is about a physical creation. So there's an incorporation that takes place there of uh, both that which is spiritual first and secondly that which is in the spiritual sense being created for a literal physical sense. And then that can be understood as being described in verse 5 of chapter 2 And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. Now, let's not get into some kind of um, particularization, whether we would want to say that just referred to a a small portion of something, because it is very um, effectively dynamic in its um, definite uh, positioning when it says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew and the Lord had not even caused it to rain on earth and there was no man to tell the ground that means there wasn't any kind of a man wild man primitive man soulless man uh, in this particular episodic vision that is being given now with that in mind we see that this refers, this first person, uh, a portion here, where something is being created in a spiritual sense, and we know that the Elohim, the gods, are involved in this. Last week we did a discourse showing you these various names of Elohim, and and the Tetragrammaton, and how that these words uh, cannot always be understood. Uh, to mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, God as on the spiritual side, uh, because sometimes the term God and lords were used, and they actually represented the gods of, of, of darkness. <clears throat> so we see that even from the beginning of creation, the aspect of the gods of both darkness and light are are, are right potentially there. And, and, uh, someone might say, yeah, but this is, this is, uh, even be, before Satan. Um, it, 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 uh, uh, need not to be emphasized the thing about before Satan because it was not before the Gogs and the Magogs. And, uh, the, um, uh, beautiful, uh, rendition that is, uh, given to that subject in the, uh, Seven Thunders is uh, absolutely a, uh, a a work of collection uh is found on page sixty four and it interprets a combination of Ezekiel thirty eight seventeen and Ezekiel thirty nine one through two um, in a paraphrased form. And it says, O Gog, are you not the one of anterior beginnings that I spoke to my messengers, servants to prophets, seers, saying, in latter times, you would come against God's defenders, another description of Israel, and um, the defender of humanity, speak to Gog, the principality, image from worlds past, image from worlds past, and say, the Lord is against you, Gog, therefore when your image is regenerated from the depths of the sixth dimension, to be used against the leaders of God's defenders, I will expose your secrets. Now, there is, therefore, a very important thing to understand, that when you are into this revelation of the the energy dot, and when the energy dot reveals that there is nothing of a profound... Uh, uh, confession of, or of a, a a profound happening that is lost that uh such a relevance uh is of the nature uh it cap, encapsulated in getting ready to encap you know, to be encapsulated and if it is encapsulated, that means that uh uh we, we need to um, have an understanding. That, that those things, even when we're talking a new creation, you know, uh, that the very fact whether, where we're talking about the vacuum of space, uh, whether we're talking about that which is outside the first domain, which is a, a total spirit abode, still, maintain, still prov- uh, has in its uh, provision or in its habitation, still has the residue, uh, uh... of of the the last creation and within the residue of that last creation uh... there abounds within it uh... you know aspects of the uh, of of the energy dot and and uh... also in the vacuum of that space not affected by the total uh... uh... uh, uh resolution of of the trit which is uh... all of the everything of the physical space Coming into a roll-up of, of high density and becoming like a, a you know a spoonful of of, of uh, incredible density uh, that actually is equal to what the whole universe is now uh, quite quite a, an insight and a thought which you know the scientists of today recognize the Bible recognized it because the Bible says talks about when the stars of heaven and everything uh, rolls together as a scroll and uh, so it is very much into the teaching of the density. Uh, uh, ending of of a universe and uh, that is several times mentioned in the Bible now then we have to understand that even during this creation time uh when 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 the fact of this uh density was to, to be if we want to call it the big bang or uh but uh, you know we're, we we don 't necessarily in the manifest teaching um, uh, superimpose uh, upon the the um, uh, exactitude of the big bang, but there is an aspect of that and uh but we have to say that during all that of the before and the after there is still remaining. Uh, in the, the residue there of that compaction, uh, both those things uh, which had uh, spiritual structure at one time and those things which had the darkness uh, of, of that which is evil structure uh, at that time and And we have to understand then then that uh, this story of Gog, which is an incredible story uh, that it tells about Gog and Magog, uh, was already uh, uh, in the presence of when those angels left the first domain and they went out into uh, the the uh, proposed uh, 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 vacuum of space uh, for creativity and uh therefore there is. Um, very propositionally and very importantly and very dynamically the aspect that as the universe is um, is um, stretched out as the Bible talks about stretching out the heavens God stretching out the heavens that, in the aspect of that which is being stretched out, there is is uh, withholden within that aspect which is being stretched out uh, of the uh, of, of the debris and uh, of the, uh, the the remnant of that which was left of that other universe both uh, those things of which had uh, at one time a good aspect and those things which had a dark aspect now also in uh, in Uh, consideration of those things that have the good aspect would be all of the concepts and the ideas of creation uh, that are given into the gods, the angels uh, for their plans for this new universe and so that whole aspect is there uh, just like that aspect that I read to you in, in the second chapter of Genesis 4th verse that all of the seed and the concept of 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 the herbs and, and of the plants uh, before they were ever in the earth was all crea- created in the mind of the angels and, and was therefore poised uh, for being put into uh, uh, a actual uh, creation activity and and uh, to be brought forth uh, as part of a literal creation uh, at some time, and to bring it from out of the the spiritual aspect, which, uh, as far as the physical aspect, uh, was only in a virtual state. And then to transfer that spiritually uh, um, uh, uh, aspect that is only in a virtual state, as far as the the physical is concerned, into uh, from the the abstract and the virtual into a literal uh, a plantation and literal uh, situation where there are the the uh, realization of actual plants, actual herbs, uh, literally upon the uh, foundation uh, uh, which is. The, the the ground of the earth and being put into uh, a physical re- reality, so now as we begin to, begin to see that and understand that and understand that how in the Bible that that Gog keeps coming up, how that that there's Gog in the Old Testament, how that um, it it has various prominence and how that in Ezekiel Ezekiel is constantly warning about Gog and, and Magog and then this this uh, curious uh, translation uh, of of Gog and Magog and and how that they go back in time even before Genesis before this present universe to other universes and in fact they go all of the way back when you read the story about it in the book of the seven thunders before Genesis uh, to a time uh, of the Alphans which was was a a time uh, before the universes we see that that at the end of of the story uh, in the book of Revelations, when everything is being brought into a final settlement, that there at the very end uh, of time in, in the last chapter uh, uh, the last chapters of the book of Revelations, that there is a specifically and definitely uh, a mention of the Gogs and the Magogs and and there are, there are multi-millions of them, billions of them, no doubt, uh, and they are surrounding uh, the the, uh, um, the the uh, the place of the of Jerusalem and they have come against their using not being used obviously by the forces of darkness by the forces of of Lucifer Satan uh, to bring a, a destruction to to the new Jerusalem that has come down. Now now we understand that there is a certain kind of uh perpetuality uh that is um you know um been not just invented but 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 exists in in a sense of of uh of a reality uh that that uh, ionizes from an invisibility, uh, to a liter- literal, uh, vis- visibility. So from in vis- invisibility to literal visibility, from uh, transparency, uh, to physical uh, uh, photo lens of, of, of a reality of personification uh, this thing of the Gog and the, and the Magog is something to be accounted for and not anything to be left uh, dangling uh, w- without the resources of reality being put to it so that a person can really factor what the story of the Bible is and, and how that it meshes with a depth of, of reasoning uh, as to why jesus when he spoke some of the mysteries of god spoke them in parables because otherwise those stories could not have been explained without without so much uh, context and and so so much rhetoric uh that that uh, it would Leave uh, the minds of people without having any impression of what Jesus was saying, but the parables did leave an impression, and also left a word which eventually uh, the the prophets and seers of God could could uh, translate and interpret, so people could really see what the depth of those messages and teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles and 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 prophets of God were. So so important is that that the Bible teaches us that the seven thunders uh, cannot even be uh, uh, initialized and especially brought to their finished mode uh, without uh, it being understood that that, uh, those things first would be revealed to God's servants, the prophets. And so there is a connection, a connectiveness between those things that need to be revealed uh, and the things including uh, the seven thunders, uh, which is such a dynamic uh, Viral in the book of uh, the, of Revelations, and has other counterparts in other books, like in the book of Daniel, and and some of the you know Isaiah and Ezekiel, and and some of the you know other great books of the Bible. In fact, throughout. So as we begin to get then into this story, and we begin to understand that um, when we are talking in the spiritual sense in the first part of um, of the um, uh, the book of Genesis that there does exist both uh, in the spiritual sense both the, the light and, and the darkness and uh, now uh, we go back from the second chapter back to the first uh, chapter of uh, Genesis and we, we, we begin to look at this and it says in, in, in verse 4 and God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness so the light though that it's talking about was the aura and this this aura was was this light of of creation uh, that was emanating from the from, from the gods and and this this light that was emanating from the gods was their their mindfulness of of the things that they were going to create, of which I just described to you in the second chapter and fourth verse uh, of the trees and the and of the plants and of the greenery and and uh, of the herbs uh, that had already uh, been been created in their minds and and uh, were were collectively uh, put into a plan so that when the physical time and the physiological time would come, those plans would then be transferred uh, from the abstract virtual uh, out of the uh, 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 spiritual creative into the literal physical creation. Now, as we begin to understand that, that makes us understand that when the, the sun and the and the and the moon, the literal physical sun and moon, are not even poised as being created until the until the fourth day uh, that for anybody to go back and say that you know day one, day two, day three were were literal days that had to do with the sun and, and, and the moon and and uh you know that 's just not there and i I know there's been people say, well um, sun and the moon were there, and they were covered up with heavy atmospheres and 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 uh all kinds of uh you know uh uh, atmospheric things in, in 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 the air and all of that uh, but but that's that 's just funny stuff uh, because uh, when you really read uh, the the creation and how that God uh, was involved in the, in the creation of the heaven and earth, a whole subject matter uh, being given, and then a following descriptiveness uh, and the earth was without form and void, darkness was upon the face of the deep, spirit of God moved upon the face of the water God said. Let's there be light and, and, uh, and this whole thing about letting there be light and divide it from the darkness uh, it stops at chapter uh, at verse 5 and so, uh, there's really not anything there to apply as, uh, as what people are trying to describe as being this, this, uh, unfiltered, uh, darkness because it makes it very clear in this particular presentation, uh, that, that darkness is separated from the light. So whatever falls into the, in, into the aspect of darkness is separated and, and, but the light that it's talking about is aura light. So, so now any of the things, um, uh, and we have a whole teaching as to what the real name of those particular aspects are that come out of the of the uh you know of the first creation and what those really are but uh you know uh we we will uh probably uh, not have time to get into too much of those kind of uh aspects today but as we as we begin to understand then that um that, that That is just uh, a fallacy uh, there is no, no such thing as uh, those not uh, being able to be clarified days because uh, and we 're not talking twenty uh, four hour days but generation days there was no problem with that because there was clearly a God thing that he made to separate the days uh, that they were called daylight from the days that were called darkness uh, or or from the vision of that particular aspect of what uh, involved the principalities of light and the principalities of darkness. Uh, Even though the principalities were still embedded in the energy dots that belonged to other worlds of the past, but that that forever go on uh in their representation of experiences and happenings uh that belong to the past universes and even beyond that uh to to the uh to to the age of the Alphans, uh which was before the universes okay now we're really getting a lot of uh heavy stuff into this, and uh we won't uh, we uh, we don't want to get you confused but um, I'm just going to keep uh Hitting this until I, I feel very uh, sure that you can uh, differentiate from the prime primus glory, the prime ultimate being, and uh, that which is just uh, uh, Proclitic densities that belong uh, to the uh, to, to the the worlds of the past that are in this uh, high state of of condensation, uh, because uh, those things are uh, have to be understood and have to be understood how that there are punctuated points uh, that do have um, the potential of mental image identities, and um, those uh, can be um, uh, brought out of their torqued and squeezed uh, compressiveness, uh, and uh, uh, those um, uh, energies can uh, be expanded uh, to understand uh, what those great past Representations uh, were really about, and uh, as I started to say, there are words that we use to describe uh, these differentiations uh, uh, that are uh, collectively involved in these condensations of past universe. We we we, we teach that when this uh, condensed universe, high density universe, which has just become like a a little Punctum dot is expanded out. That uh, uh, that there are still within those uh, fragmentations, um, you know, what is called syntones, and so there there ends up being a division in those syntones between what is the 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 creative uh, uh, additive of the the uh, aura energy of the of the the angel gods uh who have created all of this uh, uh ideology and all of this theme of of new creation and it's beginning to uh be prepared uh, to put that into uh, rea- uh, physical reality uh, and the differentiation of these other energies that belong to past worlds uh, so you, you have then the energy of the of the angel gods. Which represent the good sin tone and then you have the energy of the uh, past creations, like Gog and Magog, and 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 some of the other uh, uh, you know uh, uh, coming out of the densities of, of these uh, 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 other ages of the negative things uh, that belong to darkness, and those are then the the bad, or the, uh, possibly even could be called the evil syntones. So these syntones of good. And evil are out there in, the, in in our world today, and they existed even before uh, lucifer uh, Satan uh, you know fell from his, uh, his Lucifer fell from his uh, glory and became uh, satan and uh, so when people say you know if satan wouldn 't be here uh, you know then there wouldn 't be any tempter uh, uh, don't don 't fool yourself uh, when Satan came uh, and and he moved from the um, the position of being a cherub into the position of filling in for the ophanims, and he moved into a, a different level, uh, and it made him susceptible uh, to these uh, forces of darkness, uh, where you know he could be susceptible to their implants and to their thoughts. Uh, uh, it was just as real for him uh, a way of being, uh, uh, you know, uh, tempted, and a way for him to to be. Um, uh, put into a subduction uh, uh, mental zone uh, as as anything that Satan uh, could ever do later to the people of, of of this planet and of this world. Now, as we hopefully have got that point together, then we we see that that um, these were could not possibly then be twenty-four hour days, but they are just using the language of 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 you know a uh, regular daytime uh, as the bible teaches us in the in the new testament that <clears throat> things that are 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 seen are made of things that do not appear and that that the that the patterns that we do symbolically on earth are patterns of things in heaven that have a different form and a different reality but nevertheless are are uh, uh, are made a uh, from the proxies of these patterns that we have on Earth, so that those patterns that we have on Earth uh, are depicting those spiritual things which are not like those physical things that are patterns, but they give a sim- simulance and and a similitude of those spiritual patterns that belong to the heavenlies. So then those um those um particular uh, uh if we want to call them generation ages are not 24 hour ages the sun and and the moon was not even created until the fourth day uh, so so you can't possibly build that case based on uh, on this huge conclusion now when we look at this thing about the 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 uh, sun and the moon we have to understand that the sun is a star and and so when it says and and he created the stars also, the the sun is like one of those stars of the also, and and when we talk uh, in in terms of the age of the sun, we don't talk in in, in terms of of days. We don't talk in terms of 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 uh, you know um, weeks or months. Uh, we don't talk in terms of. Um, of things that we talk about sometimes on earth here uh that apply to the re- relative shortness of uh, of average time of of our life uh time on earth here uh we we, we do not uh, uh, do that when we talk of the sun what do we do we talk about the age of the sun in billions of years that is the language when you refer to to the stars that is the language when you refer to our sun, which is a star, as to its age. You know, we'll say, you know, this, this uh, sun has been around for five billion years, and it's going to last several more billions of years. Now, then, in, in the language of the sun and the billions of years, that then applies itself to everything that had to do with the giganticism and the macro aspect of the universe that was like universes that had been before and was in a state of becoming another universe even before it had become that universe, that the subject matter was about that. Therefore, we're talking about the language of this of the stars and it goes it goes backwards and forwards uh it just like it's, it it was explained to John uh when he wrote revelation <coughs> that he was to write that uh in the sense of um of uh, chapter 1 verse 19 he was to write that in the sense that it includes that which was and it includes that which is, and includes that which is to come. So that the was and the is and the to come were all collectively compounded together to come out of one language, describing them all with differentiation of of revelation as applying to each one of those particular breakdowns. Okay. All right, so here we go. Now, as we understand that, then we could come back here, and we could say on chapter five uh, one verse five where it says and the evening and the morning were the first day we could say you know that's in the in the terms of of the sun a billion years Then we could go down to verse eight and the evening and the and the uh, million, and the evening and the morning were a second day we could say that was the second billion years because the language of the sun is described when we talk about these generations of time in billions of years so when we're talking in the language of the, of the star which is star time we're not talking minuscule language we are talking elongated language and that's what we are in here in these first few verses especially of genesis because because the earth is without form and void, and even though it, it says the earth without form and void, it really isn't the earth, but unless you use the term earth as describing what you were intending to make, then there would be no uh, uh, sense of, of relationship as to what that void uh, uh, recon- uh, recon- could be recognized to be and without form could be recognized to apply to, but when you say earth, you're saying this is what we're going to make, and at this point it didn't have any form, it didn't have it was it, it was void, uh, and uh, now you begin to understand that's just like these these trees and these plants uh, that they have never been in the earth, they have never grown on earth, never. And, uh, and this, uh, this covers, um, uh, you know, the whole, whole shebang. It covers everything. It's every uh, uh, plant. It's every herb. Not just uh, uh, something that was made at one time, disappeared, but it's talking about the whole creation of the continuity of everything that is, is going to go forward from out of this spiritual aura uh, day of, the, of, the, of these billions of, of uh, generation ages. So we have these billions of generation ages. And someone say, "Billy, you mean these angels had to mess around for like billions of years? You have to understand that in, in, in time-ship, uh, uh, the angels have no effect. It does, time does not affect angels. And, and since they, they are used to living in eternity, where time never has any, uh, any, any kind of ceasing from per- perpetuity, Uh, 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 their way of of moving and thinking uh, is totally incorporated in in a different aspect of reality they may create one little facet and then spend what we would consider years and years and years of just uh, praising worshipping and thanking God uh, for giving them the clarity of that one aspect of creation which is only being created in the sense of of a mind creation and uh, and because the most important thing is to pay tribute to God and give worship to God and to glorify God, which is a two-way, uh, you know, kind of river—the river flowing out uh, uh, from God and the river flowing out of the of the of the gods of their innermost being. And these rivers coming together and touching and, and as they touch, uh, the praise and, and the the worship and the attributes, uh, are all meshed and, and there are these periods of, of ecstatic, incredible glory that happens into which the angels during this time of creation are, are just in, uh, you know, in, in this incredible, uh, Uplifting, uh, modes of, of worship and, 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 and shouting unto God and praising unto God. And they never get tired of that. They never become weary to them. It could just go on, uh, for, you know, uh, time without any, any point of, of, of visible end. And, and so anyway, during this million years, that, a billion years, that is, that is really not any, uh, objective of interference. Okay, and then we get to, to the um, uh, to the third day, and we've got uh, a three billion years. Now, when we get into the fourth day where the sun and the moon are created, we have uh, a thing that we teach called overlap. And this is where this actual day where physical things are beginning to be created, um, that if you take and you read this whole fourth day, it is all about... The creation of the Sun and the lights it doesn't show anything else being made there it's all about just the Sun and the moon and so it's it's um, it's the transitional point uh, that is happening between the um, spirituality and bringing forth uh, the abstract virtual into a realization and so this whole day of the fourth day is 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 uh, is an overlap because um, when we, we see here in um, in the fourth day, uh, it says God said let there be a firmament uh, in the heavens divide the day from the night. Well, uh, that is an overlap of uh, chapter one, and uh, you know, and uh, where um, in verse four and five, God called the light day and the darkness He called night. <clears throat> verse 4 God divided the light from the darkness and uh, several other things that is mentioned in here is actually uh, an overlap of the physio- physical and physiological to the spiritual and the spirit so we then reduce that particular uh, day uh, which is the fourth day by half time because it's a it's a 50-50 overlap so we have 3.5 billion years uh, of this time uh, that in, in the sense of star time existed uh, during this creative time before we start uh, to go to get into the fifth day of creation, which is the subject of our uh, our teaching uh, you know that is going to go on today when as we get into this uh, fifth day of creation now <clears throat> just before we get into the fifth day of creation. Uh, I had a couple people question a couple things that I said in my last um, um, uh, teaching uh, that wasn't a critical uh, um, question, but it was just a question question because they wondered how that that can actually be. One of them was uh, from uh, Isaiah 30. And um, uh, I I quoted this thing when we start getting into the, the number fives. As what the number fives were. And, uh, I created, uh, you know, uh, what the, what the meaning of that was. And so, um, uh, I, I want to just, uh, you know, uh, share that with you, um, so that, that it can be very clarified in your mind. So we'll look at, uh, Isaiah 30:17, And 30:17 says this. For thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved, in quietness and confidence shall your, shall be your strength. And then skipping down to verse 17, 1,000 shall flee at the rebuke of one, and at the rebuke of five shall you, shall you flee till you be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain and as an ensign upon the hill. So let me finish reading this other part. Uh, Verse 15, For the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning to rest shall you be saved in quiet, and in confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. Now we have to get into the contextual aspect of of what this is talking about. And so in order to get into the contextual aspect of what it's talking about, chapter 30, verse 12, says, Wherefore thus saith the Holy One of Israel. So we have to understand uh, that the subject is to a whole nation. Uh, called Israel, a whole nation of people. So when I down here talk about uh, at the rebuke of five shall you all flee, and that this is a multitude, contextually it is, because if number one you take in verse 17, one thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. And then if you were just to take this on a straight uh, um, mathematical uh, basis, uh, without getting the, exponentially, uh, the exponential aspect involved, uh, 1,000 shall flee at the rebuke of one, then you'd have 2,000 refu- uh, fleeing at the rebuke of two, 3,000 re- uh, fleeing at the rebuke of three, 4,000 uh, fleeing at the rebuke of four, and 5,000 fleeing at the rebuke of five. When you put... Uh, these things which God has put on these other people that are really not of God, but to bring about this corrective uh, uh, thing upon uh, Israel, which is the whole multitude of Israel, then, uh, contextually, we have uh, here, just from this simplest math, 5,000, which could even be considered a multitude, uh, but exponentially, when you get into God's ratios, and how that they exponentially increase even when that uh, anointing and capability is put on uh, people that are not of the spiritual side to use to uh, bring about a corrective to the the people that are called to be spiritual but are resisting it. And and so uh, we can see that contextually that what I said was actually uh, very, very correct. Now then, uh, when I talked about the Star of David, uh, having five points, um, that uh, is is uh, a little more of a doing to show you, but I am going to show you. But just before I do show you, I want to. Um, uh, um, well, uh, let's see here. No, let's let's go. Let's just go ahead and, and I was going to say uh, I'll, I'll do another point before I got into it, but let's just get that out of the way. This thing of the of the five-pointed star as versus the six-pointed star. Now, the difference is really quite important uh, when we start getting into the pentacles and when we start getting into the the the, the five points versus the six points. Now, uh, most of the stars uh, you know that are being shown today to be the star of David are um, actually um, are actually uh, hex- hexagonal so to speak uh they're hexagons and and um so uh i want to to uh to show you that uh that that is actually not uh not the 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 true uh symbol of of the star of david and um and i'm going to say and and this will probably upset uh, upset a lot of people that uh, think that they really know the truth and really think that pentagrams are uh, satanic and, and witches uh, are, love them and all that kind of thing. But I'm going to say that when I'm referring to the five-pointed star, I am referring to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, uh, pentagrams. And, and uh, I want to show you why that is a pentagram and uh, that it's not a hexagram so uh, as we um, uh, begin to look at this and begin to get some ideas of this star of david it is very very important to understand what the difference is now first off we have to understand that the triangles that are supposedly used to form a hexagram uh, and the only way they try to get around to it by to say that it's okay to invert one and you and you have one upright and the other one inverted to to make this Star of David um, is by it becoming a compound, which uh, you know it does have a very uh, complicated mathematical solution that is really not totally satisfied because mathematically triangles are parallel and they are one above the other and do not actually form a hexagram. So there is a lie in there that that is involved in this whole idea that uh the the 6 point hexagram is really the star of david now the other thing about the the uh pentagram is its meanings and its history and and uh all of the uh the hierarchy of revelation that comes out of this uh particular uh you know uh uh, uh, unicursal uh, uh, capability to take a pin and to draw with a single stroke uh, uh, the the complete star of david uh, to the point that it is even known as the the uh, endless knot uh, y- you cannot do that with with the hexagram. Uh, but, with the pentagram, you can you, you can just start with a a, a period with and, and you can, can completely draw this. I remember as a very young uh, boy uh, drawing the, the uh, this star of david and and when I did draw it, I would always draw it as a pentagram uh, at that time i didn 't even know all the the historical aspect of it; I just felt it by the spirit that that was that was the right thing. And uh so as we we get into this um we begin to understand that this was very much connected to the five books of the the Pentateuch, uh, which are the five books uh, that are uh, basically um, uh, uh, credited to Moses for being the author of, although we know that from the language in there, there were other people that sometimes uh, put in uh, some uh, writings in which they described the death of Moses and and certain applications that uh, pursued after his death, within those books, so we know that there were other people uh, uh, in addition to Moses that was involved in the Pentateuch. But the Pentateuch means five, and so this whole idea that, of the Star of David. Now, some people say now the now in the Kabbalah, uh, which is a very very an- ancient book, uh, you know, you you you've got these uh, different kinds of of, of uh, uses of of different kinds of symbology. Uh, but just keep in mind, regardless of, uh, of, the, the, of that particular book of the Kabbalah, that the, the Tetragrammaton uh, that is taken from the, from the five books of Moses is of a much older era. And this is, this is factually, uh, so that historically it is a much older era and existed before the Kabbalah was even written. So, so you can't just suddenly uh, go into the Kabbalah and try to make a point either for or against. This thing of the of, of the hexagram and, and, the, and the 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 um, uh, various uh, applications of the pentagram uh, from the book of Kabbalah. We're not knocking the book of Kabbalah. Uh, we're just making a point here that, as far as historically speaking, uh, the, the 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 Pentateuch is older uh, by far than than uh, the Kabbalah. Now, as we, we go forward, then and uh you know we consider these various pentacles and uh we begin to look at these um at, at if we want to think in terms of you know really old writings and and paintings and so forth uh you know and uh get into uh all kinds of other ideas uh let's just consider a little bit more about the 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 pentagram uh in the very very ancient uh uh christian ideas uh the, the pentagram represented the five wounds of jesus christ and um and and the pythagorean uh type of um of, of knowledge uh, that was carried forth at the platonic platonic, uh, platonic uh, schools uh which includes the name plato um uh, were were all about uh, these aspects of uh, of the uh, the pentagram, uh, even the, the three kings from the east, uh, you know, the magi, uh, which is from the is the name from which the word magic comes from, is the magi, uh, that that uh, uh, they were represented by the pentagram. So um, there's some things that happened during the time of the Christian Church. Uh, when uh they begin to uh, burn hundreds of thousands of innocent people uh claiming them to be witches and claiming them to be you know marks mark of the beast and uh and uh so forth like that that something happened uh to the the pentagram uh it changed from being the symbol of of spiritual and holy things uh To becoming the symbol of of a goat that represented the devil and uh so uh the for so for the first time in history became associated with evil, but originally it was not now we we have this sad shame this really sad shame that millions and and perhaps Um, billions of people uh, have turned from the the pentagram to the hexagram uh, because there begin to be um, uh, all kinds of people in, in the circle of darkness that began to use the pentagram as a result of this thing that happened with the innocent slaughter of all of these innocent people, it called them witches, it caused something to happen so that the pentagram switched over on their side uh, uh, in in a way that wasn't promoted of the Holy Spirit, but in a way that was promoted out of the sham and the shame and the disgrace and the murder and and the willful destruction of innocent people uh, by by what was then known as the church, so so today uh, we have uh, uh, been been uh, the church world has been fooled and they have given over the the, the proper symbol uh, to the forces of darkness and and so <laughs> the devil. He, he's, he's not stupid, he's smart the evil forces are not stupid, they're smart they want the pentagram they know of its really original true relevance and they want that for their symbol and they've taken it over it reminds me of people that have said to me, hey you shouldn't mention uh, you shouldn't mention the um, you know the the, the rainbow because uh, the uh, you know the, the the new age people use that and so when you mention the rainbow, people are going to think you're into the new age. Well, I'm not here to knock the new age. I'm not here to, to uh, pat them on the back. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not here to have any condemnation of anybody. But, but I want to tell you, uh, uh, just because uh, some group out there of people are are uh, uh, you know using the symbol of of the covenant that God made to the people of the earth, that says this will be your sign. I'm giving you this covenant, the rainbow. That I'm going to just say, well, I'm kicking that out now because this is being used uh, by by the you know the New Agers. So I can't use it anymore. And and the same kind of thing has happened with the the pentagram. People say, oh, you oh you mustn't use that pentagram to represent the five the, the five uh you know uh, uh poison star of david uh because if you do that why oh i well you'll be you'll be uh helping uh the evil force and and ladies and gentlemen that is just a bunch of absolute garbage and I will not give in to it and so there might be some people that will say oh well this proves that Jerry Lee and the Manifestor and, and these people are evil and they're on the side of Satan, and they're on the side of darkness because they're backing the, the pentagram and unfortunately those people don't even know the history they don't even know what they're talking about and included in those groups are some people that are supposed to be scholars and historians and 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 and, and uh you know people that are high in the hierarchy of the church uh and they're also <coughs> into the misguide now people say yeah but you can go back into these pictures and you can go back in some of these ancient times and you can see where the 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 Pentagram was used to represent these negative gods and so forth. Yeah, well, you can go into the Bible and you can find uh, Baal, uh, the word Baal, which obviously represents these uh, false gods that that you know Elijah was trying to destroy those priests, and you can see those names <coughs> having been given uh, to to God fearing people. And you can see names like, um, like uh, Elohim, uh, from which also uh, there are uh, applications to many of the, uh, of, of the uh, gods of darkness. And that's in the Bible. But that doesn't mean, because it's in there, that, that you're not supposed to rightly divide between the light and the darkness and so wherever that is that's what you divide between and because God has given the truth and the truth is what you want to know and that doesn't mean that then you say well I'm going to give up the word Elohim I don't want to ever use that because I see that there's pagan gods that have used it uh, you don't let go of the things that belong to God that doesn't mean that instantly you're going to be able to pour the, pull the tares out of the harvest they have to be left to remain there till the end of the time <clears throat> before this division can take place, lest there be a damage uh, to to the, to the fruits of the harvest. So that is a very important message, you know, for people to to understand uh, to to really get into. Uh, and and uh, uh, when we look at this thing with the uh, with with the um, uh, history, uh, you know, uh, they have found it going back five thousand years. Uh, with with this thing about the pentagram uh, pentagram. and in many of those uh, uh, epic uh, displays they were not about uh, you know an evil force and we've got the five then that is an important number Uh, we have five senses we've got five fingers five five toes Uh, the Gnostics who had a lot of really spiritual things. Uh, I don't say that everything they believed was right, but, every, but for anyone to say that everything they believed was wrong, uh, it, they, they are in a, a crux of wax, and that wax has gotten into their eyes and gotten into their ears, and uh, they have come into a blindness that they need to be healed of their blindness. Um, the, this this uh, pentagram is so important uh, because um geometrically uh, uh the proportions uh, of <coughs> the um, the pentagram <coughs> excuse me uh, uh, the regular pentagram uh has uh, the golden uh, uh section uh which is also called the golden ratio uh that is numbered uh, sequentially within uh the the pentagram and uh, then that ratio uh of the uh, of the golden uh, section or ratio uh, also includes the very foundations of the uh fibonacci the, the, the Fibonacci uh, series of numbers, of that incredibly uh, fantastic series of numbers which I uh, preached and spoke to you a while back on. And so it is included within what is called sacred geometry. And so the Bible tells us that um, that you know there is a restoration of the paths to dwell in. Uh, that that God is is raising up a people that are going to get back into the the, the truth uh, that 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 the Bible teaches symbolically. And uh, and you know uh, there are billions of people out there that have been misled into paths that are steeped into false ideas and concepts. And uh, God wants uh, to to uh, deliver them um uh it it is uh absolutely uh should has to be understood that uh, there are special numbers uh which are not obvious uh and and uh which hold mysterious uh help uh within the the pentagram if they were understood uh called the golden ratio and uh so that that uh, if you got into the math of it, and I don't want to get you too much into that, of 1.618 times 3, uh, that gets you into some very in, in, in exquisite numbers that have to do with the whole creation, where you can see the, the, in the curve of uh, the animal's head and in the curve of their bodies and in the curve of even things in nature that the golden ratio is throughout the creation. And and it has a factoring of geometrical importance that has a representation that that unfolds into this this pentagram aspect of the reality uh, of of the bright and morning star, which is really the star of, of David. And of course, Satan wants that name. And of course, Satan took that name when he was put in as as the the covering um, uh, angel cherub, and he set in the place of Yahweh and he he stood for that representation of Yahweh while Yavio and 144,000 were in, in spiriting creation he took that place and when he took that place uh, and, and then you know began to do his fifth day of creation which we're going to get into Lord Welly here a little bit uh, you begin to realize that that he stole that name that's why you have two different ones, you have Jesus who is the, the bright and morning star and you've got, you've got the same name applying to, to Lucifer Satan, the bright and morning star but once again we have to divide between the truth, which one is the real bright and morning star which one is the false bright and morning star and and you can't just say oh well now," because uh, Satan's name is the bright and morning star and I want to tell you, you can go on the internet and you can find this, where there are people that are saying, because both Satan and, 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 and Jesus Christ as Yahweh have the same name as a bright morning star, that what that really means is that, that uh, Yahweh or Yahweh or Yahweh or Yahshua, Jesus, is actually Satan and that is being taught on the internet by so-called religious groups because they were taking that aspect of, of because that name of the bright morning star is used also by Satan and, then uh, that the, the Savior has to also be Satan and, and, and so they want to take away the Savior by, by using this terrible example just like they've tried to take away the pentagram uh, by using these examples and why they'd like to take away some of the, of the words of the book of the Bible, because of this, uh, what seemingly is a relation uh, to some of these dark insignias, uh, which which is all part of the dividing of the darkness from from the light, uh, not the eradication of the darkness, but the dividing of it. And so that means that the darkness still exists uh, as, as, is, as it is perpetually uh, designed to always exist uh, because the Bible says that, that hell is eternal. And so when you begin to understand that, um, you start to get some knowledge as you begin to get this knowledge, uh, you will change from ignorance uh, to the to the the wonders uh, of God's incredible beauty and uh, and you know uh, revelation of of the things that uh, that He He has uh, in store for His people. So praise be the name of God. Okay, now we've got to get back. Um, uh, to to uh, some things that I didn't quite finish up on with in Genesis with this chapter 1 verse 14 and God said let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs for seasons for days and for years and we've got this uh, this star language and and uh, and also, uh, as we're going to get into this revelation again about the fifth day, because after this fourth day uh, begins the the fifth day of creation, and uh, and we we start reading in the twentieth verse of the first chapter, and God said, "Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life," and and how that we taught uh, last week that how that these. These uh, uh, waters actually represented uh, the the um, uh, cherubimic angels of uh, Lucifer as he began to get them involved in the creation and the creation like for instance uh, of what was called the whale, when you actually look up the the uh, the, the word uh, it the, the last list on that uh, definition is whale. The rest are land monsters and, and dragons. So so you, you have the creation then on the fifth day uh, that is poised there from being these waters, which I've given you all kinds of scriptures to show you that the translation of waters uh, throughout the Bible in many, many different uh, places of the Bible uh, show that the waters uh, can and do represent, um, you know, uh, the the uh, can represent entities uh and i gave you the scripture in uh, revelations um, 17 verse 15 uh in which an angel interprets the meaning of waters as representing people nations uh you know kindred tongues and the eighth chapter of isaiah in which uh, a whole army of the amorites uh flood across the land and they, they become a river and so that the term river and waters actually does mean uh, you know people and we tied that in within the four, the four genetic rivers in the book of, of Genesis uh, from which came all these other kinds of, of, of pre-soul people that did not have souls and they preceded uh, the first man Adam uh, who was the first man with the soul but not the first uh, man in the sense of these uh, uh, forms of, of upright walking um, man type of beans now people some people are going to say okay well what about uh uh chapter 1 verse verse uh, 11 when it says and god said let the earth bring forth grass her her yielding seed and fruit trees and so forth then if in verse 20 god said let the waters bring forth uh how are we going to have a a, a proper paradigm uh, of explanation uh you know uh uh, tangentially uh, uh, to to fill in what the meaning of the one is. Well, you know that would be a very good uh, question to ask, and I want to cover that for you. First, like if we want to um, um, get into interpretations of the word earth, we have to realize that earth, that earth means different things. And in Second Corinthians four seven, it says, "I have this treasure in earthen vessels." So we see the earth in vessels is' talking about are human beings who have these treasures within us, so they in fact are called Earth. Uh, we also have second uh, corinthians five one which says, "If our earthly body, our earthly house." was dissolved, we would have uh, a house not made with hands. Once again, we are told that this is an earthly uh, 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 na- name that means body, that means uh, house. So, so we know that there is scripture that uh, very, very clearly does uh, go along with that. Now, as to... Uh, um, in this, um, uh, to just finish up this thing that has all continuity to this whole scriptural area, uh, as to finish up this fourteenth uh, chapter of, of, of chapter one, where uh, we are talking the, this uh, generation uh, day in the terms of, of of star language, meaning a billion. Um, let's look at um, at uh, Psalms uh, seventy-two. Uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, quite telling and quite um, quite beautiful to substantiate these things I am telling you. Okay, uh, 72 of Psalms, verse 5. And it says, um, they, sh- they shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endure throughout all jinn. Here we have the word generation uh, connected to the sun uh, as a descriptive uh, of language. We have the endurance of the sun and the moon, which is also a lesser light, which it talks about in, in the first chapter of Genesis, and being on the fourth day of creation, uh, uh, which has that overlapping uh, between the spiritual creation and the physical creation, and we have it right here, very, very clearly, and and this connects to the uh, the second chapter of Genesis in the fourth verse, where it calls the the days generations, and let's read it again: "They shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endure, throughout all generations." Uh, once the sun and the moon no longer endure, that's the end of any generations because the sun and the moon is will allow all the life, uh, that can be life in the whole entire solar system. If it does not have a, a moon and does not or it does not have a sun, uh, you know, uh, then then, uh, the life in the solar system cannot cannot continue, it, it ends. So, so we see then. That we are totally captivated and locked in to this whole thing about uh, uh, about uh, you know uh, the revelation of uh, of the um, thing with with the language of of uh, of the sun as a star uh, representing uh, this incredibly elongation of time and also representing even the term generation. Now let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes. And let's look at chapter eight, verse fifteen. Now, I'm only pulling out just a few verses. There's all kinds of other verses, but let's look at eight fifteen, and it says, "Then um, I commend it mirth, because a man hath no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be merry, for that shall abide with him all his all the all his labor, the days of his life, which God giveth him under the sun." Now, you begin to realize that this whole aspect of of the continuity of life is all tied in to star time. So that when it says here, under the sun, it's saying all of these things are happening under the sun. And if they don't happen under the sun, they don't happen. And and, and we're talking in the physiological. Uh, That is so extremely important. Uh, Let's also go to Ecclesiastes 9, uh, verse 11. Ecclesiastes 9 uh, verse 11 I returned and I saw under the sun I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise nor yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill but time and a chance happeneth to them all this whole race which is described in the 19th chapter of, of the book of Psalms, is all involved with star time under the sun. The sun is a star. So this, this thing that we're talking about, this revelation about star time, is exactly essential to interpretation. And without the essentiality of, of of that being applied to the interpretation you 're getting off on on some strung out limited factor of thinking that you can just talk about the twenty four hours of the day, which the Bible says in the end that that, that there 's going to be forces of darkness that will think to change the time of, of you know what we uh, have crystallized as as day and night earth time, and all those kind of factors are going to change all that it would take to happen is a further uh, uh, a change of of the 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 axis you know uh we've already had one change of the axis uh that happened uh you know with uh, with the noah's flood uh, so that that the earth is now on an axis uh, you know of of uh, 2. Point, uh, I think it's 2.34 and so when you begin to understand that that, that 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 is a case, and someone says, oh, I don't think there's anything like that, that's because you just don't know the Bible. You just plain don't know the Bible. And the best thing when you don't know something is to keep your mouth shut, because otherwise you betray your ignorance. Because the Bible says, behold, they walk on in darkness, and know not that the very foundations of the earth are out of course. So we know by the Bible that the earth is not in the same course that it had when the garden of Eden was was a flourishing garden that 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 the the flood so shifted the mantles uh, of of the earth uh, that this this great shifting and moving of the weight actually caused the earth to tip now there was a huge uh vol- volcano and 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 uh, effect in south america that they say actually changed uh the the axis uh 1% 1%, and this was, you know, fairly recently uh, in our modern past. So we know these things have happened, and they are still happening, and there's still things going to happen in the future. We could have something that would cause the axis to be changed even more, and, and as a consequence of it, this whole thing we try to say about about tw- 24 hours would be totally out of kilter, because there w- would not be these same uh, hours that would apply to them because of, of the axis causing the earth to get even more out of course therefore changing the relativeness of that time to what people are trying to pronounce as being an absolute uh, uh, unchangeable factor and, and a constant, and so don 't listen to these people that don 't know what they 're talking about, that are trying to make some point, and all they 're ending up doing is turning off people that have knowledge, turning off scientists, turning off technicians, turning off people making atheists atheists out of them, as far as being able to believe the Bible because they have achieved uh, trying to prove to these people that the Bible is teaching something uh, that the Bible never did teach, and as a consequence of the the Bible supposedly teaching those things. People say, "Well, if that's what the Bible believes, I don't believe the Bible." Consequently, then they are cut out from the message of the Savior, cut out from the, the tremendous message all leading up to the Savior from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So we know that the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover this, the the this, the 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 seas, as you know, as as the waters cover the earth. It's going to, and the, and the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover the earth rather as the waters and the seas and oceans cover the earth and and we believe that this manifest word is part of 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 what god has in mind to to enrich in people and in in people uh this knowledge of the actual truth of this incredible bible this incredible word this word that is so sensational that uh, there is just uh, uh nothing nothing that, that can compare to it you know um, let's look at one other scripture in uh isaiah forty five uh in isaiah forty five um let's look at um uh let's say verse uh, eight and uh in isaiah forty five verse eight it says, Drop down you heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness, let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring together uh, I the Lord." Have created it. Now, it's a message. It's it's a message about the earth, and and it's a message about the heavens, and it's a message about the the skies, and and uh, and 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 it's a a message then that we can really pick up as we begin to add to it. Uh, verse six. Actually, let's start from verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, that has to do with the lattice, the the atomic lattice of people, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west there is none beside me. The sun rises in the east, the west the sun goes down. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I the Lord do all these things. Now someone says, you mean my God, that, that, that God creates, creates evil, that he creates darkness? What that means is he creates the well. And in this well, he does not interfere with people um, uh, you know actuating their well, even if that well is has darkness in it, or even if that well has evil in it, because God is determined that all people are going to have a right uh, to 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 make a decision about serving God because it's, it's within their will to serve God and they love God and and because of loving God and having the will to serve God that's why they do serve God. But those that don't have the love for God and don't uh, desire to serve God, God is not going to break their will. He's going to allow them to have their will. So in the sense that God created th- th- this thing of the right of the will, then he also created the potential for there to be evil and the potential for, for uh, there to be darkness. Uh, which we see then that God doesn't destroy that darkness in the beginning of Genesis, but he just divides it from the light and makes make makes a a definite uh, a separation of 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 uh, uh contextuality okay so um as we begin to get into that that helps us to have uh covered uh you know some really really important aspects now uh as we we get into uh uh in this thing um which uh you know um is phenomenal just like you know the number five of uh, the pentagram uh we showed you that to be very phenomenal as as we get into that uh there are just so many interesting things about the genetic rivers uh we've shared so much with you uh we showed you how that in some of the uh, uh scriptures um, uh, for instance, we showed you how that where it says that this was good uh, that that should have been in tra- in, uh, translated to be in the book of genesis and and the importance of that, and what a different uh, prism uh, and prime uh, that that the root to be uh, taken from uh, twenty eight ninety five and twenty eight ninety six of the Hebrew uh, concordance of strongs, how does that that had such importance. And 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 uh, you know what what an, what an appendix of reality that 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 becomes. Um, we also um, uh, you know have taught or are meant to teach that uh, a lot of the timing is off in in people's uh, um, you know uh, interpretation of the Bible. We teach that. Um, that the flood goes back to ten to thirteen thousand years, uh, you know, ago, uh, further in, 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 into the past than what they have interpreted the Bible uh, timetable to be saying, and that um, there was, a, you know, a, a great ice age. Uh, that was closing out in the face of the earth and uh this uh, allowed there to be this incredible amount of uh of water uh just unbelievable amount of water that had had raised up so that when this uh tsunami came from what the bible says the 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 foundations of the earth were broken up and when that created these tidal waves sweeping hundreds of miles an hour uh this was the force that pushed the water uh, uh, so far uh, across the face of the Earth. So, uh, you know, uh, these are important things to know because if you don't know these things, uh, you know, there's not going to be uh, any way uh, to to really get into the beauty of it. We know that right now uh, CERN, C-E-R-N, um, is uh, searching for the Higgs particle, uh, which is also called the God particle. And, uh, there could, I'm not saying that this is the same thing as the Soundron, but the idea is there. People are beginning to get the idea that there is something out there in space that's never been discovered, never been seen, that somehow <clears throat> it encloses and incorporates, uh, you know, a God particle that has to do with the, uh, very creation, uh, of, of the Earth. And, um, it, it, it is just so absolutely, uh, beautiful now um, as we begin to get into these various divine uh, you know um, uh, impressions and we start looking at the mitochondrial DNA uh, and we start thinking how could all these uh, so forth kind of concrete uh, uh, changes ever begin to take places so that that scripture in which it says that um, that uh, uh, Jesus um, uh, mentions in a parable about the the terrors. Being planted uh, within the the field, um, uh, this all goes back to this thing of Genesis, where it talks about the earth brought forth these various kinds of of, uh, of creations. We have to understand that Jesus did some teachings, and uh, they were very uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, in in uh, Matthew 13 and uh, Mark chapter four uh, about uh, the seeds that were planted, and they tie in to the revelation of this thing you know that that uh when we talk about the ground uh another meaning of that is is a uh, field uh you know the, the 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 bible uh gives us uh some really good uh explanation of that uh I, i've just got to get into this uh uh i sure I'm running out of time and I'm not still going to be able to to finish this subject and it's so very important uh let's look uh at uh, mark 4 and um you know and and let's um, just read here you know what what it says okay um in verse 11 i like to read and to you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of god but unto them that are without all these things are done in parables so there are parables out there And what the explanation is here, that they read these parables, but they don't understand them. And because they don't understand them, then they do not get to know the mysteries. Uh, Only the people that have the understanding really get to know the mysteries. Okay, now let's look in uh, chapter 4 of Mark, verse uh, 3. Hither, behold, there went forth a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed some uh, seed, it's talking about, fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Now, when we're talking in this first part of Chronicles about the earth bringing forth, we are talking about not the, the, the evil ones of Satan there yet. We're talking about the earth bringing forth. This is not... Not the later verse in which the waters, which represent the the uh, uh, cherubim uh, co-owned demons of of Lucifer, but we're talking about the the the, the gods, and and uh, and so they were called the sores, and so this is a parable describing the sores. That, that were involved in, in, you know, in this uh, creation. And verse 4, and it came to pass that they sowed, some fell by the wayside, uh, the fowls of the air came and devoured it up, some fell on stony ground, where it's not much uh, earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. Now, some people say, well, you know, how can that, that apply? Well, you have to understand that one of the things that, that Lucifer created on, on his fifth day uh, were the fowls of the air. And so if we think in terms of of this creation uh, in Satan, even during that earlier time also being created in the spiritual epitome of his mind, that there existed those creations in the same kind of an abstract and virtual sense as the good things of the people described uh in the second chapter in the fourth verse of, of Genesis. That 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 there's always a counter uh, balance uh to the positive and the negative there's always a counterbalance uh to 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 those different kinds of reality between the dark principle and and the spiritual principle <coughs> so then um uh, uh, this can have application both to the way back and both to the present and both to the future and that's why this living word is a continuum and and some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth uh, now we got we got the, we got the, the ground and we got the fact that there's no depth of earth, and yet we know that uh, this can also apply to human beings. And when the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root, it withered away. Scorched by the sun, the revelation of of this incredible meaning of the sun which incorporates the very life and living length uh, that people are allowed. Uh, And some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and and choked it and it it yielded no fruit. Others fell on good ground and, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. This gets into our 100-fold teachings, you know. And uh, so when they were left alone, they came to him and they said, uh, basically they were saying, we don't understand this parable. And then that's when he says, well, to some people it's given to know, some people it's not. And uh, then he goes on and he says in verse 13, know you not this parable? Uh, how then will you know all the all the parables? The sower uh, soweth the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and these were sown by the angels we have other scriptures to prove that now get this one get hold of this one and these are they by the wayside which the word is sown but when they have heard Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the the word that was sown in their hearts so now we have in this scripture, and also in the thirteenth chapter of Matthew, which I'm not going to have the time to read because I but you can you can read that and get that point, how that that at the same time that uh, when this earth which represents the sowing that is going forth of the angels, because they have taken on physical bodies and they have gone in, with their physical bodies into the general area where they are spiriting creations with their minds. And so they are represented by the earth bringing forth because of their physical bodies that they have taken on. But yet Lucifer, uh, Satan, is also there and and everything that can be interfered with he is interfering with just like the tares being planted uh, in the field of the world or the ground of the world or the earth, however you want to look at it. Now we know there has been some uh, uh, breakthroughs in chemistry and biology uh, like the, um, the, the the mitochondrial uh, DNA shifting, uh, they have discovered that sometimes there are actually little sort of fractal fractures that break off from the DNA strand and that they sort of float loose in the body and then reattach themselves uh, after having some changes that then can have a lattice sequential change uh, as, as as to the overall DNA. So that these kind of things happen and they're they're factors that just can't uh you know um uh be uh overlooked because uh they're they're uh, very important that there is that there is not the absolute, unchangeable, guaranteed bonding uh, that people have thought in the past that there was. There are these different factors uh, that are involved that can sequentially uh, change uh, these uh, these various bondings. So then, this, the words that that Jesus, uh, the Bible says, "As a man thinketh, so is he." There is a possibility just by how you think. How, how you act out things to change the very st- structure of various aspects of your DNA to actually change it to, to, to make it to be uh, there to be uh, things that change this can happen both on the, 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 the light side the side that is light and both on the side that is dark and as we explained last week uh, in the book of John ninth verse Every person born into this world is born with the kingdom of the God, the born with the light, but also that that is a part which is born in the solar plexus where the spirit is, so that part that is light born in us of the kingdom of God is born in our spirit, but that part which is darkness in us that is the kingdom of Satan is born in the physical body, and so as we begin to understand that and and we understand that uh, the Bible describes our bodies in Jude 10 as brute beast and if that is not a, a incredible uh, true description uh, I don't know what is and there is so much but we could say as Isaiah said in 514 hell hath enlarged his mouth and there is a situation there's a condition which hell has enlarged his mouth well I've run out of time and I've had so much to say and only got to touch Just one little thing in the seven thunders, but we're going to have to continue this next week because this subject of the fifth day of creation is too important to not get this whole word out because it is going to change the Christian viewpoint once people have opened up to these parables. Let me pray for you that are suffering in body. I spent quite a a a good deal of time today praying for people. Dear Heavenly God, dear Heavenly Jesus, dear Heavenly Father which art in heaven, reach out tonight and touch the people that are suffering in their bodies, that are fighting migraine headaches, that are finding uh, all kinds of arthritic and other kinds of similar pain in their bones, that are, that are fighting depression, that are fighting a difficulty of being able to reconcile themselves to the reality of the particular lifestyle that they are in. Reach out to them right now by the power of the Holy Ghost and begin to heal them. Let this power just go through uh, these beings and touch into their body and heal them. Heal them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We love you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.